Welcome to Jean and Mike to the New York Times crossword. Hi, I'm Jean. And I'm Mike. And today we are doing the crossword for Sunday, February 25th, 2024. So, did you do the crossword? You bet I did. And what did you think? I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't think it was too tough. Right. And it was just, it was just a fun solve for Sunday. Yeah, I, I agree. I didn't find it too difficult. Um, I found it very, very punny, though. Oh, yes. Oh, so, yes. Some of those puns actually physically hurt. <laughs> that was my only objection. I'd solve something and then wince. Yeah, and there some, were there were a few groaners in there, that's for sure. That's, I think, every <laughs> single one of them. Some of them worse than others, though. We can have sort of a contest to see which... Or, or, or at least a discussion of which is the worst or which would also maybe perhaps be best pun. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, the, the, uh, the, the title of the puzzle was Special Treatment, and it was by Scott Hogan and Katie Hale. And the themed clues were very obvious because, first of all, they were in italics, but they were all... The beginning of a sentence that talked about visiting a specialty doctor. And the answer was a very, very groany pun. Yes. <laughs> so the first one was 22 across. I visited the cardiologist who, and the answer was, didn't miss a beat. <laughs> And then we go down to 31 across. I visited the dermatologist who made a rash decision. Groan. <laughs> I'll provide sound effects. Okay, 47 across. I visited a dentist, and now I know the drill. Groan again. <laughs> and then we had, what, 69 across. I visited... The anesthesiologist, and now I've uh, lost my touch. Eh. <laughs> uh, and then we had 89 across. I visited a sleep specialist who gave me the nod. Yep, that's the worst right there. <laughs> oh, I don't know. 106 across. I visited the radiologist who saw right through me. That one's actually kind of funny. Yes, that is. <laughs> Somehow it slipped in. Uh -huh. And then the last one, uh, 120 across, I visited the podiatrist, and now I stand corrected. That one's pretty good, too. You're right. <laughs> Maybe they were getting better as they go down. Uh, perhaps. Although, don't, didn't miss a beat wasn't too bad. No. But <laughs> I, I really think lost my touch and gave me the nod. I don't know. But they were they were good at being bad. Uh -huh, they were they were. It was fun. Mm -hmm, yes, mm -hmm. and it had a lot of other fun um, fun uh, clues as well. My favorite was fifty seven across. Sorry ass, and it was Eeyore. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was very funny. Yes, so. I thought the one right next to it was quite interesting. Equivalent of thirty two thousand ounces. Ton. Yes, that too was pretty interesting. I had it as three letters, and I thought, what else could it possibly be? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, running into ton, we had 52 down. Puts the pedal to the metal. And I originally had hurries up, and I, I was pretty proud of that. But the correct answer was steps on it. Steps on it, that's right. 
right. And I knew, I almost knew the one next to it. Uh, Spanish salutation, 53 down. Hola. Hola. Or hola. Okay, maybe I know. Silent H. The silent H, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, let's see. Oh, I thought 20 across was interesting, too. Another interesting clue for cookie with its name on it, Oreo. Yes. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, the one next to that, 21 across, one of four on a diamond, oh, yeah. umpire. Umpire, I know. I, I, I had tr- sort of some trouble in that area, and so I kept, I put umpire in, and then I took umpire out, sort of like jumping in and out, but... Um, I, four. I fell for ex- it and put corner. <laughs> the four corners. And oh, the that's good. <laughs> See, because I, wa- right. I wanted it to be bases. Oh, well, that could have been bases. Spelled B A S S E S. That's a very <laughs> musical, a very musical baseball game. <laughs> or fishy. <laughs> yes, or or with a bunch of fishes flopping about by the bases. Mm-hmm. The bases by the bases. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe the, I guess the basses by the bases. Right. Perhaps playing bases. All right, let's stop this now. Um, but doesn't that seem like a lot for umpires? There's okay. There's one at the home plate, right? And then there's one on first, first and, and third. third. Why is there one? I've never seen an umpire at second. That oh yeah, there's be... one that stands kind of behind behind second. Really? Oh yeah. That's got it. They, they must get. That's ex- a very dangerous. Position. I was going to say they must get danger play for mm-hmm. pay for that because. Yeah. That would be... Yeah. Boy, you really... You'd have to be fast to get out of the way <laughs> in case, you know, a line drive came your way because you wouldn't want to interfere with the play. So... I wonder if the job interview involves them throwing something at a, at a potential second <laughs> base umpire and seeing if they hit them. If they hit them, they don't get the job. I don't know. They do, um, They do, of course, wear padding. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd want, like, armor. <laughs> I mean, those balls move extreme. I mean, oh, they've just been, yeah, they, I don't know how, you know, they go fast when they're being thrown, but I'm sure when they're getting hit by a bat, mm-hmm. they must be like 160 miles an hour. Right, right, yeah. Well, that's why they stand behind the infield. Sure, let the second baseman take it. <laughs> I mean, they do have the mitt, and they probably definitely have the reflexes. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. 51 across, I found interesting. Otis of elevator fame. Elisha. Elisha, yes. I want to know who in the world actually knew the answer to that. <laughs> did you know that it was Elisha Otis? No, I did not. I, I never I never heard his first name. I, I, I thought it was just up. But <laughs> I and I'm I'm sort of surprised that um I wonder how many times that has appeared in the New York Times crossword. Elisha. We can answer With that, that as a clue, because I mean, Elisha was a prophet in the Bible, so you know that could have been a clue for Elisha. And there's other, I'm sure, famous Elishas. Was he a was he a prophet? Did he like foresee the arrival of a small box that you could go up and down <laughs> in automatically? No, no, but he saw Elijah be, being carried into heaven, up to heaven in a fiery chariot. Wow. <laughs> Well, the elevator innovator Otis has shown up quite a few times. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, let's see. Originally, as you noted, it was Hebrew prophet. Mm-hmm. And it stayed as Hebrew prophet until, let's see, inventor Otis, 1984 was the first time it was referred to. Mm. He was referred to. Uh-huh. Interesting. And then a couple of other times we had uh, Otis of elevator fame. 
and all the way up to today, which is Otis of Elevator fame. I'm surprised they don't make them write new clues. <laughs> I mean, you would think they could like word it slightly differently. So, so it has been used fifty-seven times. Well, the the word Elisha, Elisha, right. Elisha yeah. And uh-huh. and it was a prophet many of the times. There appear apparently was some sort of a, um, some sort of an actress, twenty-four actress Cuthbert. Oh yeah, Elisha, Elisha Cuthbert. Um, mm-hmm. An engineer Gray who co-founded Western Electric. Well, that's a Friday clue if I ever heard one. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Pro QB Manning by birth. Oh. So oh, well, Eli, Eli Manning, Ma- Eli Manning, right? Elisha. Guess no. he'd be fat. He'd be faster with a shorter name. Mm-hmm. Um, Thirty-six down was having two equal sides. Isosceles. Yes. I thought I'm going to need four to five runs to figure out how to spell isosceles. <laughs> I didn't get it right the first time. Um, I f- eventually figured it out. Only spelling bee people do, I believe. <laughs> But boy, that brought back memories of junior high math. Really? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, it's interesting though that the 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 clue there um, doesn't actually it just says having two equal sides. I mean, that could be like an argument. You could have an isosceles argument. I guess it so. doesn't seem to, it. You know, they talk about an isosceles triangle, right. and that's what makes it relevant to a triangle. But mm-hmm. you could have an isosceles political debate. Yeah. Uh, maybe an isosceles house or something. <laughs> house? Yeah, you know, Equal like... Equal sides of a house? Right, well, like the houses in government. Oh, uh, I see. 48 down. 48 down was hint to the number of ingredients in Triscuits, and it was TRI. Right. Which I was surprised to see, because almost always they do not want the answer to be appearing in the clue, but... It's, I mean, it's not standing, it isn't the word try and the answer is try, it is in Triscuits. I suppose they could have worded that, um, uh, oh, I'm not sure, like... Um, You'd have to leave a, out the word like Triscuits. Like a Nabisco snack, number of ingredients in a Nabisco snack whose name gives a clue. I suppose they could, they but... Could have, but then it would have been three, the answer would have been three, not try. Right. So, yeah. So... Do you know the ingredients in Triscuits? I would assume wheat. Right, that's one. Salt. That's two. Um, sugar. Nope. Water. Nope. Corn syrup. Uh, you're getting closer. Um, some other kind of syrup. <laughs> no, but it's a liquid. Uh-huh. I don't know. Oil. Oil? Mm-hmm. Huh. So yeah. there you have it. All you need to know are the proportions, and you too can become a Triscuit <laughs> manufacturer. Uh-huh. 67 down was good. Um, 67 down being man's name that becomes a distance if you move the first letter to the end, and it was Emil. Emil. What? Emil. It's not Emil? No, Emil would have an E at the end. Emil. What's got or an E at the end? Okay, so this is... I actually know somebody named Emil. And how do they pronounce their name? Well, I've heard it pronounced both Emil and Emil. It'd be scary if it was the same person. (laughs) Hello, I'm Emil. Now I'm Emil. I think he he goes by either. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Well, but it's never Emil. No, not Emil. I won't be able to... French. Mais oui. Yes. I think Emil is... um, I I know he has uh, Finnish 
ancestry, so that must be maybe a Scandinavian name. I don't know. There was a little bit more. Okay, even if Emil wasn't French, there was a little bit more French in the grid. Um, one twenty-one down. Paul ou Paulette was non in OM. That's right. So I was. That's right, and also one twenty-five across. Female French friend, Ami. Um, yes. <laughs> Although that's that's so common that most people know that, even if they don't know French. <laughs> I wonder. Ami. Probably the same people um, who know Elisha Ami. Otis. <laughs> no, I think more people know Ami. <laughs> um, well, that's because of the detergent. Is it the detergent or the soap? Bon Ami. Bon Ami. It's a yeah, scouring, scouring powder. Scouring, okay. Mm-hmm. Scouring powder. How about 103 down? 103 down being color blending technique, ombre. Ombre. Mm-hmm. Or ombre. Mm-hmm. Isn't that sort of like... Uh, That's French. I thought it was Spanish. You know, you have like a mean no, ombre. That has an H at the beginning. Well, you wouldn't know because you never pronounce it. No, that's true. But Okay, but this is French. Well, if it's if it's French, it would be ombre, I guess. Uh-huh. They wouldn't print... Unless there's an accent on that E, but I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway, uh, do you know what that color blending technique, what that means? Yes, uh-huh, oh. I do. It's when, um, when you, like, you have a piece of fabric and it has uh, increasingly darker shades as you move down the fabric. So you know, it might be white at the top and then it'll be a pale, pale pink and then a little darker pink and a little darker. And then so at it's the a- bottom, it's really dark pink. So it's a color gradient. Yes, exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I can I can do that in Photoshop. Yes. I don't know if that really matters, but I just <laughs> want to mention that. Well, that's what you're doing when you do it in Photoshop. Oh, okay. Uh, 90 down, swear, was a ver. And yes, I put a vow, but it turned out to be a ver. So I asked our good friend ChatGPT to explain the difference between them. Oh, really? And um, There's a difference. <laughs> yes. A vow and a ver are both verbs used in the context of declaring or stating something, but they differ slightly in their connotations and specific uses. Uses. A vow generally means to declare openly, confidently, and without shame. It often refers to acknowledging or claiming something about oneself or one's beliefs or actions, especially something significant or personal that might require courage to express openly. For example, she avowed her commitment to the cause. Aver, on the other hand, is used more in a legal or formal context and means to assert or affirm with confidence. It is often used to declare something as true in a manner that implies evidence or justification. For example, the witness averred that they had seen the defendant at the scene. And so um, ChatGPT suggested that if I want to keep the two straight, think about a vow as in vow, that being a passionate declaration about something, and a ver, ver being verify. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of more of a legalistic thing. Oh, ChatGPT is pretty smart that way. Well, I mean, it's read every single book in the world, <laughs> so it ought to know the difference between a vow and a ver. That's very, that's very interesting. But it won't tell us where it got that information from. <laughs> Probably the Urban Dictionary. No, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, 111 across blank beer, non-alcoholic beverage, near beer. Near beer. We might have had before. Yes. Pretty sure we've had the word near before. Oh. Maybe not in that context. Yes. (laughs) Uh, 96 across. uh, Professional who works a lot. Valet. Valet. That that was was funny. Yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, not a whole lot. I mean, the all the humor was in the puns or all no, the pain. No, I think there was a funny one. She like sixty six down pack of dogs wieners. That's true. That was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I thought it was interesting. We had seventy six across home of the one hundred twenty three story Lot World Tower. That was Seoul. Yes. And then we also had ninety eight across Seoul Cellar, but that was spelled S O U L. And that was Kia. Right. So right. a little bit of soul in the in the grid there. Soul and soul. Soul and soul. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, 60, 67 across. Alternative to foil or saber. Mm. A peg. Yes. So you didn't have to wonder, is it foil or is it a peg? It had to be a peg. True. <laughs> we, so we had a pay and Oreo in the grid. Yep. Sort of like greatest hits of the New York Times crossword. <laughs> that's right. The only thing that's missing is Alan Alda. <laughs> yep. And no, air. Was not in here today. And and air is not here. I thought we had something involving air. We did. 16 down, heretofore, was air now. That's right. And then also in that area... Uh, Boy, this I had pains trying to figure this one out. Kind of keyboard, five letters. Turned out it was emoji. Yeah. You know, I was like, I thought piano keyboard. I mean, not, I had Ouija board. <laughs> not that it's a keyboard. It's not, but, right, it's just a board. But it had the J I in it. Oh, Ouija board. <laughs> That's good. That's very good. But it was emoji. Yes. I don't get. I guess I don't really understand that. Well, for example, on a Macintosh, such as this one here, if you had, if you hold Command, Control, and hit the space bar, uh, nothing happens. Let's see. Um, well, probably won't. You well, have to maybe be in a document. Okay, so I'll go into, I'll go into like uh, sticky notes here, mm-hmm. and I'll try Command, Control, space bar, and nothing happens. Hang on. <laughs> Command, Option, and space bar. Nope, that didn't do it either. <laughs> All right, I'll just hit the uh, globe uh, key. And if I hit the globe key, then the emojis pop up. Oh. It's not really a keyboard per se. Well, it is. It's a it's a palette, and I have all the emojis available to me. Mm-hmm. But it's I I don't you know maybe I don't know what an emoji keyboard is. Maybe that really means a key a keyboard with a bunch of emojis on it. Right. You know, a couple of days ago we had that clue about the steno, that device that doesn't actually have. You know, it's it's for the stenographers, right? But it doesn't have anything on the keys, right? You mm-hmm. had to you had to memorize their location, and it took years to become proficient at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so I don't know if an emoji with an emoji keyboard, you'd sort of hope they'd provide pictures. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm you know, it's not really. You might have to research that. Yes, yes, this could be a fun fact Friday segment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, I think that's it for today. So thanks, everyone, for listening. It is the beginning of our um, crossword-solving week with this Sunday crossword, and we plan to work through the week on these crosswords as they get harder and harder and harder. Don't scare me. And less punnier. (laughs) Less punny. Um, We hope you will do the same. Yep. We'll be back again with our cutting-edge analysis of Monday's crossword tomorrow. Bye-bye.